everybody. Welcome to our stream, The Drowned Runner, our first Candela Obscura stream. Uh, tonight we have a cast full of awesome people. Uh, why don't we go around and introduce ourselves? Uh, let's start with uh, Amanda. Hi, I'm Amanda. Am I introducing just me or my character? Uh, you. We'll do characters <laughs> after. Um, I'm just a crocheter and cross-stitcher who really likes to play D&D, so here I am. Cool. Alrighty. And then, uh, let's go with Zippy. Hi, my name is Zippy Zippo. Uh, I am a painter, a content creator, and, uh, just an all-round chill dude. Cool, cool. All right. Um, Shannon. Hi, uh, I'm Shannon. I'm an artist and a certified personal coach, and I play a ton of D&D, &D, and cool. that's why I'm here. Right Thanks on. for having me. I'm excited. Of course, yeah. And then, of course, the final Conlin. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm Conlon. Um, I am a TTRPG designer, software engineer, internet person doing lots of different things. I stream on another channel and I'm excited to be here for Candela Obscura. Sweet. And of course, I'm Johnny. Um, I will be the light keeper for tonight. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Oh, right. Let's, uh, let's get the cast in the chat so that everybody can see where to find people and stuff like that. Uh, but with that... Oh, right. First off, Roll20 is sponsoring us because they're awesome. Um, they don't have a Candela Obscura thing just yet, but they will, I'm sure, so stay tuned for that. But, um, yeah, thanks Roll20 for that. And then also... Sirenscape, thank you guys for letting us use your awesome music app. And if you're interested in trying to get music for your game, that's super easy to use. Like I set this all up today. It was super, super good. Uh, you can check out a link in the chat or the episode description uh, for that. But without further ado, let's begin. So. We open with the heavily fogged town of Seasway. This town is characteristically heavy-winded, uh, and it forces the denizens of this town to build their buildings to sway with the wind. Otherwise, they would be broken down. And so we start here looking at this very misty town in the early light of the morning where we find a smaller building, a home. And we see the front door open. And out comes this woman, dark skin, hair pulled tightly into two buns, and she wears athletic clothes, shorts, tank top, tennis shoes, and she has a bag around her waist that she uses to carry her things as she's running. 
she begins descending the staircase, and you can see a few older people are out and about walking around, and she waves hi, they wave back. Very small town vibe here, where everybody knows everybody. She continues running throughout town, barely able to see much because of the heavy fog, but she takes her usual route, and we follow her as she comes to the town's edge, where she begins to feel a vibration in her bag, so she unzips it, taking out what looks to be a compass. She looks around, and we take a look at what this item is. It is a bleed detector, as any Candela Obscura member would know. With its vibration, she begins looking around to see if anybody is around or if there's any phenomena that she can sense. As she looks around, she follows the compass, this bleed detector, to the edge of a shore. But as she walks away, we see her passing by us, and in the mist, we see two glowing blue eyes. And then we fade to black as we come to the circle of blade and bleed. You are all being transported by a ship from New Fair to the harbor of Seasway, the very small harbor, if you could even call it that, of the one dock bridge that barely any boats ever come to. As we see this boat going through the toiling waters of the ocean, let's introduce our characters and who we are. Um, this time we're going to go through the overlay uh, order. So Zippy, why don't you introduce your character? Right. My name is Alfred Tenpenny. Uh, he is a muscular uh, soldier uh, of the muscular variety. Uh, I, that, I, that is his class from what I yep. am told. Mm -hmm. uh, me and Arthur are uh, ex uh, or former uh, crewmates. And uh, yeah, Alfred is this, uh, he's grizzled. Mm -hmm. he's, he's, got, he's got flecks of gray in his beard. Uh, just very shabby clothes. Not not because he can't afford it, just because he just doesn't doesn't care. Goes for comfortability. Comfortability. He goes. He he's out looking for artifacts. So any nice uh, clothes would just get torn up. So it's not something he needs. Um, he does carry uh, a kind of like a tool belt filled with various uh, tools that, we, we, that he might need, like knives and whatnot. Um, but yeah, he's kind of like, he has like a little newsy on, you know, he's Love coming it. down the gangway. He has his little, you know, little, little back, backpack, little bag or whatever. Uh, nice. Slung over his shoulder and uh, he is walking towards the docks. Cool. 
Uh, let's go with Shannon. What? Introduce your character. So my character is Raven. Um, the I went with Weird for the role and an occultist. And Raven is um, very odd, uh, tall, and uh, almost frail looking, but she's not. Um, she is mostly dressed in black, uh, very long cloak that comes down. Um, with a hood that goes back. Um, you can't see them, but there's thousands of pockets on the inside where she's got, you know, little things that she's nicked or um, she's a little bit of a, a collector, um, which is how she came across Arthur and Alfred. She was looking, she actually started as a, a street urchin and um, got very interested in bleed at a young age when she was affected. And so has spent a life uh, kind of in the crime circuit and and just finding as much as she can about uh, bleed and about the artifacts. And she was uh, seeking something specific and uh, hired Alfred and Arthur to go out and and retrieve it. She's awesome. just just very, you know, aloof, I guess. Cool. All right, and next we have Amanda. Can you introduce your character? All right, so I am playing Nessa. She is a magician. Um, for now, she's got like an average build to her. She's got very fair appearances. Uh, she wears relatively like loose, comfortable black clothing, nothing too fancy. And you know, she does a couple magic tricks. Cool. Keeps it entertaining for everyone. Love it. And she met everybody when they came to come see one of her shows. Awesome. And finally, once again, Conlon. Hello. Uh, so I'm playing uh, Arthur Sterling, ex-military scout turned criminal. Uh, he is uh, fairly curt and military in his dress, um, sort of a standard if you could imagine like military clothes but then just like civilianized basically is what he's wearing uh fine pressed looks good um but isn't like fancy he's not uh super well off um but yeah he uh he's kind of lanky kind of pale skinned and um was a scout in the, the army cool all right well as each of you finally arrive to this dock you begin to you see that you can't see anything here there is quite a lot of fog that makes it very difficult to see um, and you were told by your lightkeeper before the person that had found you before um, that you would be coming here to investigate a interesting death here in uh, in Seasway. And so, as you arrive here, you find... You look for what you were being told to look for. The lighthouse uh, is a giveaway that Candela Obscura is nearby. And you see this lighthouse through the thick fog, the light shining in multiple different directions as it turns. You then see 
a person that stands at the end of the dock looking to be in a similar fashion as Alfred. Very comfortable clothes. He's older, uh, around like late 50s, early 60s. But he is built. Like, he looks like a person that takes care of himself and makes sure that his uh, health is a high priority. But standing there, he looks and sees that each of you are exiting the boat, something that isn't a typical uh, writer of this type of travel. He sees you and nods your way in a knowing fashion and then turns to have you follow him. Um, some of you may know, I guess. I'll say this, has any of you ever gone to Seasway before? Because you're relatively new to Candela, but have you ever been to Seasway, do you think? It's quite a few miles out of the the main city New Fair. All right. I would think I I would think I probably have not because I would have Sure. I would have stayed kind of close and sent other people out probably. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I might have traveled out for shows. Okay. Alfred Ed sure leave there. Okay. <laughs> you recognize this person. Um this is the person that takes care of the lighthouse, the lightkeeper, um, and that is enough for you to know that this is most likely a Candela Obscura member. So, following him as he silently turns and ushers you to follow, he finally gets to a point where there aren't many listening ears nearby, and he looks to each of you and says, thank you for coming. I, uh... This is... This is tough for all of us. Riley was... a dear friend, but... anyways. Here. Hey, uh, why is he talking like somebody died? Did you say Riley? Riley is the person that died. Uh, yes. Oh, oh, I'm. One of yours. Yes, My one of our. Very delicate, Alfred. Just f- follow me, and he begins making his way towards uh, just past one of the buildings that stands at the very uh, front of the dock. He goes around and about three or four houses down. He turns in and walks up the stairs of Riley's house. He opens the door, ushering each of you inside. And here you find a quaint um, living space, but it is cozy. There is already a fire that's been made. Uh, Most likely the lightkeeper, the person that you're talking to, had already made it before, and you can see that the bed is messy, so maybe they were staying here before watching over. As you see in the very center of the room on the kitchen table, the body of Riley. 
as you enter. And we're the, in the lighthouse right now, or we're just in a different building? In Riley's building? home. Yeah, a different Riley's building. Riley's home, okay. Mm-hmm. As you enter in, he closes the door behind you and says, All right, well, this is Riley. I, you, Riley. I had to pick up our body from outside because I didn't want peering eyes. I'm not very good at this sort of thing, which is why I had you come here. It's I'm seemed... going to be fe- like very alert at this point, mm-hmm. just concerned that Riley obviously was could could be infected and now okay. has been brought and touched by this person. Sure. Yeah. As you're listening into um, what this person is saying, uh, go ahead and do a sense roll as you're kind of approaching the uh, this body to make sure that if there's anything off about it. Okay. So I think that means I roll two and one of them is gilded. I believe so, yeah, for the medium, yeah. And that was terrible. Uh, they're both a failure, so... <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I rolled a one and a two. It's a great way to start. It's great. So, yeah. All right. So can I take the one and take my <laughs> gilded dice back, or...? Sure, yeah, I mean... Well, you're still at your max. Yeah, 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 okay. You bear with us as we learn how to play this game. <laughs> you begin to push all of the sound out as you approach the body. And you put your hand over, hoping to sense some sort of something off bleed. As you wave your hand over, it comes over her face. And at that moment, you see that the mouth opens and this mist begins to come out. The mist back away quickly, (laughs) the mist, what you would expect to be cool to the touch is actually rather hot, almost acidic as it hits into your hand and burns that familiar sense of bleed. And you will take a bleed mark from that. Way to go. (laughs) So it seems that there is some sort of bleed within Riley. But as you pull away, you see the person that had brought you here just, hey, be careful. I'm going to have basically just back up quickly. And um, for just for a second, you see a flash of like that terror that never really goes away with the bleed, but it's just for a second because I'm so used to it at this point. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I, everything is rushing past me so quickly. I'm Jack. Jack Thompson. I was Riley's lightkeeper here in Seasway. Um, and... I was already given your names, but to put names to faces. I am Raven. Raven. Nessa. Nessa. I'm Alfred, but you can call me Al if you feel so comfortable. 
Al, and you must be Arthur then. Uh, yeah. <sighs> well, Mister Mister Thompson, if I may be so bold, would you like to take a seat? You, you you seem a little bit stressed out, and I feel like if we want to get to the bottom of what's happening to Riley, we can't have you all over the place. Would you mind just taking a seat right over here on this uh, on the closest? Seat? Yeah, yeah, I should. I should sit. Yeah. And you see, like, he takes a long look at Riley before nodding and then walking over to the nearby kitchen table, this round wooden table with just three chairs around it. He pulls one out, sits down, and you can feel the weight of him just letting go even before he hits the seat as he lands into it trying to let go of the stress of this event, but not being able to, and he puts his hands over his face. Alfred will walk and sit, and he'll move the chair specifically to interpose his his body uh, with Riley, so there's no line of sight, so whenever um, Thompson wants to uh, look over at Riley, he just sees Alfred. Okay. So, let's back it up. What did you have for breakfast today? You, you see him, like, actually laugh a little bit. Uh, eggs. Toast. Is it just baby steps, Jack? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Eggs. Eggs. How do you like your eggs, Jack? Scrambled, I I guess. I'm a poached man myself, Jack. But I I can I can definitely respect the scrambled. Now, I want you to take me from your breakfast table, and I want you to bring me closer to Riley. What were you doing up to the point in which you found Riley's body? I was I was in the lighthouse. Okay, what were you doing in the, light, in the lighthouse? I was watching over the astrolabe, making sure that it doesn't fail, and I can't remember what caused me to come over here, but I just, I had a feeling. We all got feelings. That doesn't technically mean anything, but you had an instinct, you followed yeah. it, and then you found Riley. I found Riley. Did you hear anything as you found Riley? No. Did you see anything? No. Did you smell anything? Out of the ordinary, no. And this is the most important. Did you taste anything but the scrambled eggs that you had for breakfast this morning? I did not. Okay, Other than... A little bit of scotch. Little bit of scotch. Okay, so you was so you was drinking. Well, after finding her, absolutely. Oh, okay. All right. Very understandable. Well, this this is. I'm just trying to rule rule out some sensory phenomenon. I get it. Okay. I this is this is why I brought you in here to begin with. I'm I'm not good at finding this kind of information. It's. I'm more of the 
mathematical and scientific side of Candela. I I rarely deal with the investigations. At least I haven't and for a while. That's what we're here for. We do the legwork. You do the maths. I'm not really good at math. I took a I, I took a header off of a of a deck. Hit my head. Now I don't know if two plus two is four or two plus two is fish, but I know two plus two is something, and it uh, it is definitely one of those two things. Now, when you found Riley and you touched the body, did you feel any? There was there was some bleed. I, and then you see him rolling up his shirt, where you can see like on the insides of his elbows there's just singed skin um and he rolls it back down yeah that was painful but that's uh that's very interesting is there a reason why you decided to touch the body without consulting proper uh, I wasn't I wasn't thinking fair, fair enough Adrenaline takes over, you touch the body, you're not thinking. You move the body on onto the table. You, you got it out of where where did you find it again? Uh, it was out on the shore. Uh, I can I can show each of you. I figured that and he kinda like looks past you to look at Riley. I figured you would look at the body before heading over. Just you can let me know whenever you're done. I can I can usher you over. And you see him, like, looking over and reaching for the counter where you see this large bottle of scotch as he slams it into the ground, or into the into the table, and he just looks over and says, I would advise against it. I need your, uh... Pours one senses. anyways. Sets it While down. While this is going on, can, can we be... Absolutely. ...carefully inspecting the... Mm-hmm. While he's distracted, just kind of looking, I want to look at the actual house to see, I mean, he dragged a body in. Is anything else disturbed? Is it just a body on the table before we even go in to kind of check her out? Um, Go ahead and do a survey roll. This is low stakes, so it's not going to be like marks that you get from it, but. So I have, I have nothing in survey. Can somebody. I help out with that? Sure. If somebody else, if you'd, would somebody else like I've to lead? Yeah, if you'd like to, anybody survey. that wants yeah. to lead and then we can have help after. But yeah, if uh, Arthur wants yeah. to lead on that, that's totally fine. Yeah. Go ahead and make I'm your more role. the inspect and analyze once we found something, I think. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. So I'm going to, I have one in that and a gilded. So I'm going to spend a drive. Uh, and this is a fun thing that I can do here. Uh, I have street smarts, so whenever I make a survey roll, I can spend a drive uh, from any category, not just intuition. Oh, cool, yeah. So I'm going to spend from cunning, because that's where I have the most. Cool. Um, so that'll get me one extra die, right? Mm-hmm. So that's up to two, one gilded. And yep. then if anybody's helping, I'll add one more. Can I help, or sure. does that yeah. matter? Uh, you would use one of your drive points as well, just so you know. And then it would be gotcha. in your intuition for Raven. Okay. Well, you said this was... Did I hear you right? This is just kind of a basic survey, so this one wasn't critical. This is a basic survey. Um, okay. It's not. It's it's low stakes. Then. It's low stakes, meaning that you're not going to get injured by any means from looking around, okay. but okay. it's it might be important because you might pick up clues. 
but the right. stakes are very low. So, yeah. Cool. I can just do it alone then. That will work. Yeah. All right. We'll save it for when we actually look at the body. Uh, all right. So I got a two on the gilded and a six on the uh, non-gilded. So okay. I will take the non-gilded uh, awesome. for that success. Taking a look around, um, you find the mud marks that, you know, show that Jack had brought Riley into the, the, uh, into the home. Looking over her body, you can see her clothes are drenched, which isn't terribly out of the ordinary seeing that Seasway has so much fog but to have died so long ago and have it still wet is interesting you also find the uh, broken bleed detector that was in her pocket uh, in her bag you see it's clutched in her hands outside of that looking around there's not much else in the house that you could see but you do you see the the bleed detector in her hand and you see that you notice that her clothes are way too wet for to have been I mean it, it had to have been the day before that she had died because word had to get to new fair then you had to come to Seasway. it's been a while would i have something in one of my trinkets or whatever some kind of a glass container or something that i could take a just a piece of either either rip off a piece of cloth or if there's something that i can pull you know from uh, i would say from like Riley's off her body i want yeah i want to try to get a sample of of this wet material. It's just okay. a small sample of this wet sure. material, just in um, case. Yeah, I mean, you you have a knife. You can easily cut off a piece and place it into a vial. And as you're taking a piece of the cloth, it doesn't feel like it has bleed on it, but it is definitely damp still. But you're able to put that into a glass vial. Yeah. Um, I took three gear items. I uh, was assuming that that was part of the character creation. I think it was. Um, one of them was the bleed detector. You actually don't have to. You pick them as oh. you go. So it's, oh, okay. it's a lot well, easier. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Well, then uh, I have a bleed detector, we'll say. Cool. Uh, can I see if there's like anything? Is like her bleed detector giving off a lot of bleed? Is anything here? Because it feels like the clothes maybe aren't. But So, yeah, as you're as you're taking the bleed detector and looking um i would say go ahead and do a focus roll as you're inspecting and using this to guide where the bleed might be on the body i can give a drive for that if you want some help so you get one more dice sure <laughs> i got a uh, five five I got five and a one five so. and a one okay <laughs> So you're taking your bleed detector, getting closer and closer. And as you reach for hers to make sure like her hand is curled inside, which is why 
it was so much harder to see at first that she had had it. So since it's towards her and her hand is on the outside of it, you have to move her hand over. And as you do, you hear just from the rigor mortis, these cracks as you're bringing this arm around. And it just the cracking and with the vicinity of bleed, it just echoes in your head and it's really hard to get out. You just hear cracking and bones breaking and it takes you back to the war when you would find people with knives breaking out of their legs and things like that. And you're going to take a brain mark from this, but it turns over and you're able to see the the bleed detector is the glass that covers this like compass arrow is shattered however the compass points directly ahead if her hand was it's it's facing directly where her hand would have been facing as she was holding it and it's stuck on that it doesn't seem like it's operational but it seems like if you could find the position she was in, you could find where she was detecting it or using your own bleed detector. I'm gonna so just also it just like- walk over to him as he's experiencing this and just very gently put my hand on his shoulder. I'm not gonna say anything, mm-hmm. just kind of for just for a second and then continue on. So I think that we we need to go where, where, where the body was and find out where she was positioned so that we can... Do we think Jack would know? You see Jack just swirling the scotch. Yeah, Almost I think like if we he's get Jack to bring us. Mm. He's in he's in shock, but we could probably get him to walk us to the location. It's a very small house, so as you say that, he just downs the rest of it, slams the glass onto the table, and begins standing up. Well, hopefully you found whatever you need. Before we go, I just want to get, like, a really good look at Riley and her appearance. Sure, yeah. Um, You take, like, a... This whole time, I imagine you're just, like, taking a quick sketch and making sure you remember the features and stuff like that. That's cool. All right. So, you begin following him back outdoors as he makes his way around the house of Riley's following the path that she usually runs until she comes to the edge of Seasway. You find a bits of glass that have been scattered in this area that he brings you to. Most likely the bleed detector. And as you stand there looking around, it looks just like any other normal spot, at least at first. But he brings you here and he says, this is where, this is where she was. 
Can you show us how she was laying? Or don't. We don't want you to... No, it's, it's okay. She... Her head was facing. She was... She was face down. Facing the shore. Her hand was... Out. Reaching towards the shore. I'm just gonna look over at Arthur. Just kind of maybe check over there. Sure. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to be able to find. It's a large beach. I don't know, but we can look. So Alfred sits down. Okay. Where uh, Riley is, and he's going to try to mimic what Thompson is explaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you're in the mindset as you're like kind of sitting down, um, you're reaching out your hand and what, so you're aiming to just kind of mimic where, what, uh, it looked like when he had found Riley. Yeah, maybe maybe there's something from Riley's point of view mm-hmm. that might, you know, okay, reveal itself. So then, yeah, as you're as you're kind of getting down to look, mimicking this body position, um, or rather just standing where she might be, go ahead and do a survey roll. Okay. No problem. That is a four and a one. Four and a one. Okay, so a mixed success. As you're holding your hand out, looking towards the the shore, and he, you're trying to figure out how she had fallen in that position and then kind of re, uh, reverse engineer what she might have been standing like. And you you figure it out. You You stand up, holding your hand out, and looking down at the shore, you're able to see this glint, this little sparkle against all of the... It is a rocky shore. Um, so against all of these rocks that stand here, you can see this faint flickering, this light there. But you also feel this chill going down your spine. You feel this rush of wind. And from that, you know that something might have just been near you. Oh, I don't like that. No, no. And you're going to take a bleed. He he starts, uh, he starts dusting off the sand. He's like, nope, don't like that. Mm -mm, Nope, nope. Okay. All right, there's some kind of spectral phenomenon here, and okay, and he's just he's just kind of like sure. he's squeaming out. Mm-hmm. So as you're rushing off, you see that Jack is kind of looking around, um, following back to Raven and Arthur going out to find wherever, and you were kind of watching as Zippy was no, Alfred was <laughs> uh, was holding out their hand and you know, pointing in the direction of where 
uh, Riley was most likely pointing. Um, so as you're coming out here, you're looking for whatever she might have been pointing at, right? Yeah, using the bleed detector to see if there's something okay. that that might be actually still be sure. out there. Some some remnant. Maybe she was holding something else. So I would say go ahead and do a survey roll as well. As you're you're using the uh the bleed detector to you know, search around. So I'll give you an extra dice. Go ahead and roll a survey roll, one of you, and then, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. That'd be you, Arthur. All right. So extra die. One of those will be gilded. Ooh, that's a six on the gilded die. Nice. Awesome. Okay. Easy enough. You getting closer and closer to this line of sight that she must have had on the on the shore. Your bleed detector doesn't react, which makes you think maybe it's gone, whatever it was pointing at. And just before you're about to give up, you see it switch. It turns towards a specific spot and from that you're able to walk forward and without walking over you see this small little this hill of where uh, you can see that a few rocks have kind of moved and covered this area and pushing some of the rocks out of the way you see there are clay yet a like bright like glass type what I'm imagining is like this like dirty looking glass um, that is shattered on the ground and that is the point where you find the bleed coming from does this glass look similar to the bleed detectors or is it no, completely different? Completely different. Yeah. Okay. This glass and just looks old. So do we have, and this is just me not knowing gameplay, do we have some kind of like bleed capture unit, like, you know, Ghostbuster style for lack of a better? I believe there is like a, yeah, bleed, bleed containment, containment files. Yep. Yeah. There are, there yeah. are those. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess uh, I guess I would get out that and okay. put that in there. Do you specifically have one on your uh, equipment on your? I didn't do anything because you said we we're doing it as we went. So. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you? But do you have like the line that says "bleed containment oh, file"? I do. Okay, cool. So then go ahead and mark that so as one that? of your equipment. Yep. Cool. Okay. So you take your bleed containment file, and. I'm not entirely sure exactly how those work just yet, but what I'm imagining is just that like it, Ghostbusters. That's what I'm thinking. Is it just <laughs> takes the essence of bleed away from something um, that's that has weak amounts of bleed on it, so it doesn't work for like really strong places, very intense bleed, but it works for the more negligent bleed that can still hurt, but it's not as 
bad. Uh, so you're able to take that bleed from these pieces of glass and you store it in this little, uh, like, darker glass vial. You have bleed in this vial now. Um, okay. And but, can I look very closely at these the, the glass that it came mm-hmm. from? As you take the bleed away, you pick up some of the, the glass here, and it's, like, covered in this... It's almost like sand, like the sandish texture over it. Like something encasing the glass itself. And as you begin to pick up pieces, there's a lot of shattered pieces, but picking up the bigger ones and forming them back up, go ahead and do a focus check for me. Okay, so that's two. One of them is gilded, and I'll use a drive as well. Sweet. So that would be three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be... Oh, yeah, 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 three. You're right. Six on my gilded. Nice! Okay, cool. Yeah. So. Fun. As you begin Mix to up pick up one. these... Um, these pieces of glass... Forming them back together, you begin to find that there was something inscribed on the outside of this. It is in a language that you are not familiar with. But more importantly, you find that there is a damp, almost completely ruined label on this that is newer. You find on this label, there is a small symbol of an eye that you would recognize to be Eons, which is the exoteric exoteric organization of new sciences, I believe, if I remember correctly, Um, which is basically like evil scientists. You find this marking on this label and Thankfully, with your six, you're able to see this faded writing of Dr. Amelia. Last name is Hartman. Dr. Amelia Hartman. Yeah. So as I... Assuming Arthur and I are both right next to each other while we're doing this, I'm kind of showing him, and then I'm going to look back. Um, at everybody else that's there. I think we found something. And then I'll just kind of walk over and show them what we got. And Okay. Um, I for- I'm sorry, I forgot the name of the lightkeeper dude. Oh, uh, Jack. Jack. Thompson. <clears throat> Jack, do you know the location of Amelia Hartman or Eons, where they might be? Wait. Eons and Dr. Hartman in the same sentence? Tell me more. They are words, so, uh, yes. Tell me more. That doesn't sound right to you, so... You just... Tell us what you know. Go slowly. Dr. Hartman is the one that I am seeing currently. Oh. 
Mazel tov. Well, this just got interesting. interesting. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I know where she lives. Would you happen to direct us into the location of her uh, dwelling? I can do so. Great. I have some are questions you, for her. Are you done over here? Uh, yeah, no, I had I had a I had a close encounter of the uh, spooky kind, so no, I'm 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 ready to get out of here. Before we leave, I'm just gonna uh, Nessa. Did you have anything that you needed to look at over here, or anything you needed to do before we moved on? And I was just wondering, was Riley working with Hartman? Was she looking uh, into them at all, Eons? No, Riley. Riley was. She was just helping me with the light lighthouse here. Um. Riley was here just in case anything were to happen in this town, and I would assist with whatever was needed. Riley was. She was a smart one. Dr. Amelia. Uh. I've lived out here for close to a decade. Typically, scientists, doctors don't usually come out here, and I quite prefer to have higher intellectual conversations with people, especially people that know things. Uh, So when she had come here, two years ago. Everybody in town knew, everybody in town introduced themselves, and so I introduced myself as well. It, this this whole relationship thing is actually rather new, but anyways, I'm... I just put my hand on his shoulder just to kind of... Yeah. Um, Flowers and chocolates, my man. Flowers and chocolates. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I can see why she was placed here now. Um, And unfortunately, I was the dumb one to have brought her into the lighthouse. Listen, I I understand that that's probably not to protocol, but... Look, you you found someone who got your heart thumping, blood rushing... Look, I'm not going to tell, but you need to tell us exactly what you showed her and what you told her. I can I can show you. Um it's in the lighthouse, but that as far as to the case. Right. Um Are we sensing any kind of panic or anything like that in him? Um Yeah, I mean you're you're definitely seeing like like fucking shit. I can't believe that happened, you know. Um, like, like he got got. But more like he's a dumbass, not like, you it know, seems, yeah. not like guilt or anything like that. It seems like he's the one that got duped. Um, but you could go ahead and do a, I would say, uh, sense, sense roll to see more like in depth of what he might be thinking. That's two. One is gilded. Uh, five on the gilded. I'll take that one. Okay. Um, you're trying to read his body language and as you do you see that 
he is stopping before a lot of the things that he's saying. He's thinking about something while he's telling this reenactment of what had happened. Almost like he's visualizing every single moment that he's had with Dr. Hartman and saying, yep, that makes sense. And kind of like putting two and two together with a lot of the relationship. Uh, he's having so, like the sixth sense kind of moment where everything is flooding right. back. Yep. And he is just going through the relationship and saying, was it all fake kind of thing? Um, but you're, you're mainly bringing your, your senses out to kind of understand what might be happening under the surface of his body language. And as you bring out your senses, you begin to catch some interference and your head begins to become staticky. And you just hear this loud sound as you you back away and you are going to take from him. Yeah, Um, you are going to take a brain mark from just kind of bringing your senses out to try and gauge what is happening. Um, But as you're done with that, he just looks towards the lighthouse and looks towards everyone else. I can can bring you over if you want. I think that would be wise. It might be a good good place to talk about what you might have found. All right, here. And you begin making your way towards the lighthouse, which isn't too far of a walk. It's maybe like five minutes outside of the the town. And it goes up this like rocky path that twists and turns. And is this like still super fog and it's late at night kind of deal? It is. It's it's not late at night. It's like midday. Um, it okay. doesn't take too long to get there and you left in the morning. So it's still midday. Uh, it is overcast though. So it does look like it's darker and even more so harder to see because of that heavy mist that is still very characteristic of Seasway. Um, but it is still very heavy and very difficult to see through. Uh, and so as you approach the lighthouse, He opens the door, letting you in. And as the door closes behind you, he locks it. Which, for some of you, not understanding his full intentions, might be a little anxious about. But as he locks it, you can see that he lifts up this this small, like, mirror that he has on the wall moving it, and you can see that there is a small little, like, button that is underneath, which he presses, and then in the floor of the lighthouse, you can see that there is a staircase that opens up and goes down into a spiral fashion. The astrolabe is down there, and we can talk more about whatever you found. And you brought her there? brought her down there. Yeah. I'll go first. 
and he begins making his way down the stairs. Did you collect the glass? Yes. You did. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have the glass and I have the bleed in a vial. Right. Yeah. Well, Colin, Colin, I mean, uh, Arthur and I. Yeah. Uh, You can tell that the bleed is kind of, as you're descending the staircase, going to this basement uh, cellar of the lighthouse, one of the main things that you notice is this ticking sound uh, that begins to kind of get into your head. It's just a lot of ticking. Um, And as you come down to the basement, you see this large circular astrolabe of just twisting and turning circles, uh, this lock of, of sorts that blocks whatever is beyond this, this world from getting in. Still working properly. And he looks over it just to make sure a little bit of a sigh of relief comes from him to see that it's still fine. But he just sits down and he says, All right. Lay it on me. What do you got? What did she look at while she was here? That pointing over towards the the lock, the astrolabe. Can we see if it have we seen this before in another lighthouse? Um, since you're relatively new to Candela, I would say probably not. Um, but with the way that he's more nonchalant about it, it seems like you are able to. So I don't really trust that he isn't completely taken over by bleed at this point. Sure. Um, because, uh, he's kind of, it wasn't just the body that he found, he was with a doctor who clearly this had some bleed on it as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be really wary of everything that he's doing. So I'm kind of just watching him uh, closely. Would that, would we use bleed to the bleed detector to check, to see if there's anything of issue with this device? You you could, you could see um, bleed coming off of somebody with a bleed detector for sure. Yeah. Um, So, Arthur already has one. Um, yeah. If you so want to use quietly, that. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of qu- quietly to to Arthur. I don't I don't trust that he's not infected. Could you kind of on the down low maybe check him out? Is his demeanor drastically different? Um than when we first met him? I would say for something like that... Is he, it's is not he, drastically different, no. Are you looking for subtleties? I'm looking for a change in demeanor from when we found him, where he mm-hmm. barely could speak, to now, which he seems to be a lot more open... Sure. Uh, or he is basically feigning the, being open to throw us off. Sure. Um, you, so you are looking to see whether or not now that he is talking, if that's 
a like falsehood. Like if he's trying to, you know, I'd dupe like you. Analyze him. With focus. Awesome. Then I would say go ahead and do a focus roll. All right, I'm going to add a drive. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. That is a six. Nice. Okay. We're crushing it. So. He does look like he's acting different. You can tell that it's not that he's trying to dupe you. But you can see him looking over towards the glass every single time, like as since it's there, he just looks at this symbol of him failing. You can see that it seems like he is taking this entire responsibility, like I'm the one that let this Eons member into this situation, and now they're stuff is there. You found out her name because of whatever this is, and this has bleed over it, therefore it is my fault. You can see that he's like taking it onto himself, and now he is trying to make sure that he at least does something right. So he's being as cooperative as he can, putting his feelings at least mostly to the side. So Alfred sits down and he, he grabs the, the piece of glass that has her name and pushes it closer to him. Did you have a pet name for her? Have we gotten to that part of the relationship where you have a pet name? No, I did not. No? Where, where was your first date? Was it here? It was here. I, I can't wow. leave Seasway. Well, oh, oh, it was in Seasway. I, I was about to say, you brought her back to the lighthouse on the first date? No, I I can't leave the town unless Riley's here. And I most of the time I don't like having to ask her to come in and take care of everything because it, it's supposed to be my job. So what happens now that Riley's not here? It's a good question. I don't know. I'm sure Candela will send somebody to either release me. I'm I'm going to be telling them that I did this. Um, it's it's the right thing to do, and I can't even trust myself anymore. So did, uh, you did, did you and your. Uh... Uh, what's the girl's name again? Riley. Dr. Hartman. Or Amelia. Dr. Yeah. Amelia. Did you and Miss, uh, Mrs. Dr. Hartman uh, ever talk about leaving Seasway? No, she... She talked about staying here, actually. And how did Which, that make you feel? I... Now? Like, I want to get no, the no, fuck no. out of here. Not, Not now. Before, when she talked about staying in C-Suite, what did that make you feel? I, I don't, I don't see how this is relevant. Well, this is very relevant. I how think he's trying to make... see if you were affected. I guess you want to know if you were affected by her. 
I was excited to have Roots. somebody that okay. would stay here. Yes. Okay. Hey, no problem. I get excited too. You know, my favorite thing, rolling dice. Sometimes you roll dice, come up snake eyes. Sometimes you roll dice and your best friend's dead on the table. But here's the thing. Did you bring her back and show her the astrolabe to impress her? Or did she ask you to? Whose idea was it to come back to the lighthouse? Sometimes I bring some girls home. I show them my war medals, you know, some pictures from, you know, back in the Great War. They get all, you know, like, oh, thank you so much for your service, blah, 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 you know. It impresses them. I get it. It was... But it, I wouldn't do that if she told me to. It was her. It was now, her. looking back, it makes so much sense. She I'm said... I'm just going to kind of... Sure. And he, like, she... She had said, we never go inside of the lighthouse. Why don't you show me around? And of course, we had some drinks beforehand. <sighs> and then she locked the door behind, as if she knew. Started looking at herself in the mirror there. And then it was regrettably my idea. It, I saw the mirror and I thought about bringing her down and showing her what was going on and yeah but initially it was her idea and she seemed incessant would she get would she draw away if you told her no I, I can't remember but it's I if I remember right yes what you was know, she incessant about? Coming to the lighthouse. I, Anything I tried specific? my hardest. Was she looking for something specific? Or no, talking she just, about? Asking questions? I can... Looking back, it seems like maybe she was feigning wanting to see where I lived in order to get in here. But every time, I would tell her no. And there was just the night that she was so incessant on it. She made sure that I had to say yes. Did you leave her alone in here? For, even for a moment? We went to sleep. Upstairs. And she might have been in here alone. Sure. Can you she see if something's missing? She was Would just you be able to tell? continuously asking, even if I said no, but yes, I, I can, I, it didn't seem like anything was missing. I, I, at least I didn't notice anything, but I can, I can look around. Did you know? Can I ask an out of game question for a second? Just to make sure I'm understanding this, this, um, lock, so to speak, this is stopping 
the next the underneath world basically from coming through correct right yeah so there are and, these things called thinnings where they're basically yeah. like portals that enter this world from the beyond is what they call it um and so that lighthouses are created to sew those thinnings back together so that they can't come out that's and the so eons would want the thinnings to open up so that they can utilize possibly Potentially. Um, okay. I just want to make sure I was understanding it correctly. Right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And so you see that uh, Jack gets up and he's kind of swaying a little bit because he has drank a lot, um, but he is looking around um, to try and find anything that might be out of place. In the meantime, is there anything else you would like to be doing at this time? Uh... One of my abilities, uh, role abilities for the slink is scout. Uh, if I have time to observe a location, uh, I can spend one intuition to ask a question. Um, Interesting. Okay. Have I had enough time to observe this location? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you've you've cool. definitely had enough time. Cool. Uh, so yeah, I'll spend a drive in intuition uh, and use one of the questions that they have here. Uh, what do I notice here that others do not see? Nice. So, looking around this area, um, you see that there is a, a bookcase of just different books. A lot of uh, chapter houses, these like home bases for circles, have a bunch of literature and uh, studies and things like that that people keep abreast on so that they can know what they're up against. Um, this bookcase looks like it hasn't been used in a while. There's a lot of dust. One thing that you do see is some of the books are leaning over. And as you approach, you see the base of the shelf where that lean, that in-between space has no dust in between there making you think that there is a book that was stolen. Very, very small book, but a book nonetheless. Uh, Jack, have you been um, doing a bit of light reading? Oh, and he sees you standing over there. That? No. No, I haven't touched that thing in ages. Why? Any idea what book would have been in this spot? And I'll point out the missing. And then you see like a, a hit of realization. That was, that was the Astrolab handbook, how to keep care of it. Fuck. Oh, Fuck. you absolute sucker. Oh, my goodness. You brought the lady back to the house. You gave her what she wants. And now she's got the key to the kingdom, li literally. All right. That's just Jack, kinda what kinda can we do right now? Alfred in the ribs and be like, stop it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and I kind of talk over him too and say, you know, 
Jack, what can we do right now so someone can't get into this building? I can show you where she lives. I can show you where Is she lives and you can just show up. Is there anything we need to do up. to change a lock or a key or something on this building so that they cannot get in I can, while no. we go find her? The lock that you had seen was like a wooden board that like prevents anybody from getting in. So unless yeah. somebody has like a ramming, like a like a ram, they're not going to be able to get in. Um, so but when he, we leave, though. So uh, I'm I'm not going with you. I'm not going to see that face ever again. Unfortunately, you're going to have to come with us. Because I don't trust you. You already let her into the White House. You let her manipulate your wants. How do I know? How can I trust you? Leave you here. Go ahead and do a sway roll. I will use all three of my drives. Nice. Sway roll. Cool, cool, cool. A five, a two, and a six. Okay. So, I, I don't know if you have any gilded. Oh, wait, no, you don't have any in there. Right on. I'm okay, cool. <laughs> Sweet. So, uh, I'm assuming you take the six. Mm -hmm. So, you... I was totally going to do this if he failed. Um, he he just looks at you. And then he just goes for a, for a punch because of just the way that you're saying that. But easily you're able to read him and you just duck out of the way and then punch him right back. And he just like, unless do you punch him? Oh, I punch. I should him. ask. Okay, cool. In I thought so. I just, yeah. So he takes the, the punch and you can see that there, you nicked the, the uh, cheekbone. So there is blood coming down his face. <sighs> I deserve that. This is not helpful. Okay, you're good. You get it out of your system because you're going to come with us either way. I get it. Yes. Okay. I'll come with. All right. You lead. Fine. Huh. So, he begins making his way up the staircase. You follow in suit just behind step by step until you make it to the very top, the ground floor and you see the button he presses again and the stairs come back up. He lifts the board off and you can tell that one of the uh, one of the handles for the board has this like mechanism, this switch almost that once you depress it, it connects to something that then activates this button, it would seem. Um, but he lifts up the floorboard or the uh, the the locking bar, whatever wood. There we go, and opens the door, leading you all out. Closing the door behind him, he walks frustratingly and fast towards the house of Doctor Amelia. <sighs> I always forget Hartman. There we go. Cool. Um, Alfred checks the door, gives it like a kind of a, sure. a jab to make sure it's locked uh, before he leaves. It is, it is not locked because it is a wooden 
board that he uses to lock it. So, I would. So like anybody to could go in there right now. Anybody could go in, I, which is I, something that happens. Um, people go into this um, this lighthouse because it serves as a lighthouse. It just also serves as a thinning closing device. But she could go in and press the button and go down if there's nobody in there. Correct. Now that she knows. Is there, is there, so I can add a custom gear. Mm-hmm. Could I have a, uh, a coil of rope I would like to sure. tie onto the arm, and as we're closing the door, yank it to cause the, the arm to fall? Like Why it. don't we okay. just tie him in here? That you could do, too, with rope. Up to you. I'd rather keep my eye on him, and I can't do that if he's tied up. He also can't lock the door, theoretically, if he's tied up. <laughs> yeah. But the reason why you're locking it is so that nobody... Well, I mean, yeah, if somebody gets in, he can't do anything about it either. So, I'm going to... Predicament. I'm going to try to break the lock to where the arm comes down. Okay. Um, so for that, let's do a control roll. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will use three drive in nerve. Nice. Because I don't have any pips in control. Gotcha. A four, a six, and a one. I will take the six. Cool. Right on. So, easy enough. You... You uh, time it so perfectly that right when the door is closing, you hear the as the the board moves from where you had placed it and the rope just barely makes it through the door. Just as you hear as the board lands into the other hinge that holds it, it is locked. So as he leads you to uh, to Dr. Hartman's house, we are going to go to break. We are going to have a 15-minute break so that we can get our drinks, go to the bathroom, and do all the good stuff. And then we will be back with the circle of Blade and Bleed making their way towards Dr. Hartman's house. So we will see you all in 15 minutes. See you soon. Bye. And welcome back, everyone. We are back with Candela Obscura as our very good cast of folks is bringing the light keeper of the C-Sway circle, bringing him to his (sighs) paramour. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Just trying to think like, Because not really even, like, this was all an act, possibly. Anyways, as as you're all approaching this house, um, you're kind of going through the the small roads of of Seasway, which are pretty much just, like, muddy patches that run through the town. Um, But as you're going through, people pass by and wave to Jack, 
seems like everybody knows him and he just kind of brushes them aside. You finally come to this, uh, like, two-bedroom house. It's just one floor, and you can see that the blinds are down, and there is this firelight that kind of flickers, and you can see that there is, like, every so often, this person that walks by, this figure, uh, this shaded figure that walks back and forth, seeming to be working on something or doing some sort of chore but as you approach he says this is it do you want me to knock too uh no no that's fine well Jack you said you don't want to see her again right right did you really mean that yes why yes I I would I wouldn't lie about something like that. I'm just saying I can help. Oh, she's going to do her thing. Does anybody want to babysit Jack for a little bit? Come here, Jackie boy. <laughs> Me and you are going to go out on on town. We're going to go forget all about Amelia. Me and you, buddy. You're um, buying. Yeah. All right. So Nessa's gonna kind of take a step back, mm-hmm. get a good look at Jack, and instead of a Jack and a Nessa, there are going to be two Jacks. I love it. Okay, Jack, so you. Oh my God, that's so funny. Okay, so you have to do <laughs> a. Uh, what what is the roll that you have to do? I need to roll sense. sense. Roll. Okay. Okay. Cool. Can, can go ahead can and we do, help nice. or? Yeah, I, I mean. I, get, I have two bolded circles, so does that mean I roll two and one of them's a gilded? Two dice. Yep. Okay. Um, not gilded. The triangle uh, is gilded. Yeah, the diamond, diamond on the left. That's if oh, it's gotcha, uh, gotcha. gilded. So yours is hide and sway. But you have the two dice, and then you can use your drive points, which is the top left uh, bars. You can use that to add more dice to your roll. So if you wanted to add any of the drive points, you can do that. And then also, it sounds like uh, Raven will be somehow helping. How would you help in this situation? Um, well, I was going to give her a drive point too, but um, of course. But thematically, just, how would how would Raven yeah. help? Yeah. So this is to see whether or not she actually transforms is if she's able to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So um, kind of ridiculously I'm going to just very quietly describe this entire person like okay. everything that we've seen all the little nuances and everything like, okay. did you see the way his ear twitched and he did that thing And but I'm just kind of yeah. very right. like low under my breath I like it. just yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. does that That's add good. a regular die that, for me? So it'll add a regular die mm-hmm. a regular okay he twitches <laughs> he twitches when he talks he's weird twitching and so if this if you would like to add a drive to this as well then you could yeah. if you fail you could both get that drive back that's how your uh, circle ability works but okay. up to you and is a drive a regular die or a guilty yeah just die? a regular die okay you know what we're gonna add a drive cool just, I right will on. give you mine as well so you can add one for me god there's so many dice happening oh my god. <laughs> so you should have a total of four Right? Me? Uh, no, for my the roll. two cents. Oh. Yeah, your two, your two regular cents. 
You oh, add a drive, yeah, okay. and then another drive. I can't yep. count. That's what happened. You're good. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't count this. Math is hard. I got a number of sixes, so we're fine. That's a critical success. Oh, yay! Nice. Right on. You get it to the T. It's... If if Alfred wasn't holding on to Jack, you would have thought, <laughs> which fucking one is it, right? You are just a... For- perfect depiction of jack you do take that actually you know what i will say that since you did it so perfectly well and it's a crit success you don't take that bleed for using that ability nice and i'm gonna just look get right like up really close and i'm gonna go if you ever fucking do that to me i will cut you you never even know (laughs) okay so Jack's portrayal is a spitting image, and Nessa is currently dressed up and looking exactly like Jack. Uh, Nice. Alfred has Jack, the real one, in a hold to make sure that he doesn't get away, and it seems like you guys are going out on the town while this happens. Before they walk away, I just want to go up to Jack and just... um is there anything that we need to know? Any Anything specific that maybe would confirm it to you for her? Help us out here. Anything we should ask her or say or not say specifically? I don't know what you can ask. I'm... Honestly, I would just say, ask for the book. When were Get you through supposed to the see lies. Maybe, maybe ask her if if you could come in. Um, I, I don't know what she'll say. If you, if you go, I, I don't know. How did you leave it with her? Is she expecting to see you again? Do you have another date yes, coming? Yes, I, I thought that we would be seeing each other again, and then this happened, and. We didn't have a date Where? set, no, but... Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe... Let me go... Looking over to Alfred. Let's grab the scotch from Riley's. No. Ask, ask her... All right. Uh, Alfred, no, give him a second. No. Not for me, it's for her. You. It's for I'll, me. I'll, I'll grab it for Ness, this this Nessa. I will grab that, okay. give it to her, Jack, Jack. and she, well, he. I. All right. <laughs> will use that yeah. to. She will use it to get it. Okay. Jeez, this right. is fucking I, weird. I was a little bit curious. I thought you wanted to get wasted again. No, I. I'm already feeling He's it right now. He's had a tough day, Alfred. Give him a second. All right, all right. And Let's we only made it weirder. We did. We really did. Look at us. Yep. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Give him a second. So, you make your way over to Riley's, which is a short jaunt away from uh, Dr. Hartman's house. You grab the bottle of scotch that he had left and bring it back. It's a nice scotch. If you sniff it, it is strong, um, but seems like it's good. At least that's what he drinks. You bring it on over handing it over to Nessa, and he just says, yeah, I, 
she likes to drink as much as I do. So, so maybe say that you're here for, I don't know. Keep it simple, I guess. Just say a drink. Fuck, I don't know. You do whatever you want to do. But that's the best way to get in, I would say. So as we walk back over, um, I just kind of want to talk amongst ourselves kind of quietly. Do we think maybe one of us should go with you and we can be a friend and we can talk about this book? Have you seen it? And then maybe one of us can be a lookout just kind of so that we're not all in the same space, not all going in. What do we think? We could, we could. I was thinking going in, asking for the drink, saying that I just heard what happened to Riley. And they sent another Candela group to look into it. Mm-hmm. And figure out a natural way to bring up that the book's missing. Maybe somehow you, you guys were sent over, you noticed it was missing, and now I'm being asked about it. I do have a question. Do you mm-hmm. sound like Jack? Um, or do you just look like Jack? You've got some great questions. Because that would be terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> you know? It does not specify. It just says change appearance. It just says, like, oh, hmm. So I'm going to have you, to get crafty with it. You are in shock, and you cannot speak. You are in shock. You just had this person die in front of you. And only word I'm going to say is drink as to... I hand the bottle to her. Uh, can you get that off without? Yeah, if I slur enough. Sure. <laughs> Slurred speech is really good drink. See? Oh. Okay. What if uh, you two went for a walk and we could maybe investigate the house without her inside? I like it. What if she talks to me? No, slow your words well, a lot more. <laughs> well, when you said you two, I thought you meant, like, us two. And then you search the house. Because then we can go together and I can... I can talk, so you don't have to talk. That's true, maybe we bring her out. Mm-hmm. I can just say you're a hot mess and we just need to keep walking. That could work. We could try it. And Alfred, maybe you stay, you go get a drink somewhere, but you stay, maybe you stay in earshot or something. I don't know. If you're pulling her out of the house, I don't, I don't see why Jackie Boyd can't come in with us and uh, help us go find the book. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. That's true. It's not technically seeing her. Yep. No, I like it. Are you sure? I know this really good bar. Later. Tell you, tell you what, you get the book. You I was just yourself, gonna say that. And we will go drinking. We, you'll be drunker than a skunk. All right. Hey. So. <laughs> so we have Nessa a plan. Let's see what happens. We've got a plan. <laughs> Nessa and Raven, you, uh, I would say, so first off, actually, let's go with Alfred, Arthur, and Jack. What are you guys going to do to hide out of the way? 
You have a street in front of you of just pretty much like mud and a little bit of like concrete, but not really. Uh, and you have rows of houses that kind of weave around the coast. It's not the most elegant town, but it's definitely a, uh, a neighborhood. Is there alleyways in between the houses? There is space between houses. Um, some have fences, but there, there are still some spaces between, and you can see that a lot of them are kind of on, um, these like little platforms that help it to sway. Um, so you could, you could in theory go underneath a house as well. That's one option. Um, but yeah, there are also alleyways that you could just, and alleyways is like a, uh, more, it's like a bigger term. This is really just a walkway through between two houses that are like 20 feet apart. So it's, it's like even more so like 30 feet apart that it's just like this big empty space in between. We could duck duck on along the outside of the house yeah just around the the corner yeah i think that's cool what, okay uh alfred and jack will do Alrighty. so then um Can... and then arthur is going to be there as well right sure all right can we can we um i'm assuming they're gonna have to do like a hide or something like that can we I don't know, be boisterous as we're coming up. And yeah, you can aid that way. Distract sure. and aid. I would say I will even allow you guys to roll. Find the uh, the results of that roll and then divvy out the the helping from Nessa. Or I, I guess it would just be one, but you can you can hand out that one dice to whoever needs it. Okay. Cool. So then I would need you two and I will roll for uh, Jack, but you guys need to do a hide roll. So that means spend. I give a drive, right? If I'm helping, I'm giving yes, a drive. Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah, I, I will also spend a drive myself. I got a four. Cool. Four is a success, right? It's a mixed, it's a mixed, mixed success. Mixed. So it means that that you you're you're not seen. Cool. Um, uh, I also got a four, and I will take my gilded die to gain cool. back a drive. Nice. Nice. Okay, so then I will take the extra dice for our boy Jack. I'd say that. Yeah, I'm using the muscle because he's. I got a five. Cool. Nice. All right. So, so you... I, bef- before you jump into that, because mm-hmm. I don't know if this is going to affect anything, sure. I lo- was looking at break, and this is my bad. When I took the bleed, I guess my thing is whenever you take a bleed mark, you gain additional information about the phenomenon that harmed you. Interesting. Um, ask the okay. GM a question about the source of the bleed. So sure. I'm only saying this now mainly because I don't want to forget and also because I don't know if it affects anything that they're doing. Sure, yeah. Um, so when you took that bleed from that mist that came out of her mouth in the very beginning, um, right. maybe you just get a sense out of nowhere, um, a 
a, a delayed effect of this bleed. What would you like to know then, I guess? Or, or is it, do you ask a question or do I tell you something else? It says... Because I think I'm... Um, Mixing it up with a question about the source of the bleed. Yeah. So then, yes, go ahead and what would you like to know? Um, so I guess, and I'll try to, I'll try not to metagame and do what I would have done before, which actually works. Go for it. Um, but uh, the what does the wetness and the mist have to do with everything? Um, that's the a fog. That's, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Is that too much? I can roll <laughs> it's just, it back. It's a really broad question. You're like, what's the I answer know. to this investigation? Of, uh, um, um, yeah, try and narrow it down just a little. Okay. Um, feel free to chime in too, guys. The I guess what is... Would you like to know the significance of the mist that came out of her yeah, mouth? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking specifically about okay. yeah the, the the mist fog tie-in and and then, sure. I guess I can uh, I can of that. I can Sorry. do that. I can do the significance of the wetness of clothes. Um, I mean those are those are the two things that you said. So do you want to know the significance of of one of those mist yeah. or clothes? Uh, clothes. Cool. The clothes being damp seems like she was heavily soaked before. Um, and the remnants of that, like, water that stayed in the clothes makes it seem like this is somehow connected to whatever did this in beginning. You know that she drowned. You know that there was water in her mouth when she ended up opening, uh, but she should have been dry. So it makes you think that maybe this is something that the, uh, it's part of whatever this thing, this entity does, is it just brings water and just pushes it onto whoever it's attacking. Okay. So I'll I'll just relay uh, to you guys before you even take off, like, if it gets, if there's something to do with the water. If it, if you sense a rolling in fog, I think that's how this one attacks. Something to do with soaking in the water. And I'm guessing this thick mist is affecting it. And then I'll start heading off. Cool. So, Alfred, Arthur, and Jack, Jack are hiding on the hiding side of the house here. Um... Each of you got a success, but a mixed success. I would say we'll keep it simple. Um, as you're as you're kind of leaning on the house, it sways a little bit too much, and you guys fall um, kind of together. Uh, Jack twists his ankles. Uh, Arthur, you hit your elbow on on the hard ground below, and then Alfred, you fall, and then slam your head on the side of the house you guys take uh, a body mark but thankfully it wasn't enough noise to alert Dr. Amelia Hartman as she comes to the door from I imagine that Nessa is there and then okay, is Raven standing like a, next a to a sloppy knock on the door yeah, right. I'm, I'm like 
Okay. Holding up uh Jack Jack. Okay. Kind of walking up kind <laughs> of walking it. up the stairs and okay. and essentially leading. Like he's doesn't he can't. He, he just can't. He's sure. just had enough. Yep, yep, yep. He just yeah. Awesome. So This is it? This is the house? So uh you see the door opening just a little bit uh, as you see her looking out and then with recognition opens the door completely you see this uh, slender uh, redhead woman that is currently just dirtied with just muck something that she must have been working on before Um, but as she comes to the the door she kind of wipes it out looks down at Nessa I'm so sorry to disturb you and do you mind if we walk Jack has had quite a night and I gotta keep him moving he's he's he can't even I gotta have a drink we can we can Can yes I can I can help you um do you and you know what and I just start walking I just start walking go ahead and do a sway roll oh oh boy (laughs) I think I got zero in there uh yeah I have zero. I have zero. So what does I that mean? Say, I, have, I, I, I can use a drive. Nessa, Nessa, you could do the sway roll since I you are a part I of it. Have... <laughs> okay, so I have. I and do then, have drives in there. I don't know what that means. So, so then, if Raven wants one. to help, sorry, go yes. ahead. What were you saying, so Amanda? Sway is oh. one gilded and one regular die for me, right? That's where my filled-in diamond is. Uh, four. Yes, so you okay. would have one gilded, one regular, and then you'll have another regular because Raven is helping. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's hope. You got it. You got this. Hey, I got a six. Regular, nice. A regular right six, not a gilded six. Nice. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so taking that six, you see her. I maybe he should sit. Never mind. And you just begin walking. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not giving her any chance. All right. And then she just begins following you um, out. She closes the door behind her. And then begins following you. Um, Alfred, Arthur, and and, uh, Jack, all three of you see as Amelia follows right behind Raven and Nessa. Once they pass... You wait a few moments and then you begin walking back out and you see that they are making their way towards the lighthouse. But you take that moment to go into Amelia's house. Amelia has locked the door in front of her or behind her, I guess. Uh, So. How would you like to approach this? It's always doors. It has to be. Always doors. I, I think I have something for this. Ooh, uh, perfect. So the slink gets uh, burglary tools as one of their special gear. Ooh, so, okay. Uh, I can take that and use it, I guess. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's say go ahead and do a. I would say control. Yeah, go ahead and do a control roll. All right. Uh, I will spend 
two drives for that. Cool. <laughs> uh, and then that gets me up to three die. Ooh, that's a six. Ooh, nice. Okay. So easily. And Alfred, you're kind of looking out, being the the lookout for this operation as Arthur pulls out his burglary tools and begins picking the lock ever so sneakily as and this lock isn't complex. It's just like any other type of uh, the tumbler type locks where you just hit the pins and boom, you're in. It's quick. You've done this a million times. Hit the pins, boom, open the door. You all, all three of you make your way inside and close the door behind you. Inside of this house, you see that there is a fireplace that is currently going. You see that there is... Let's move it on over to here. You see that there is a alchemist um, set that is currently bubbling some sort of like greenish liquid. Um, But most importantly, you see that on a desk in the corner of this room, this large like living room area, you see an open book scattered pages just next to it but an open and small book, nonetheless. So, what would you like to do? Check out the book. Cool. Taking a look at the book, um, just the open page that it's on, you can see there are small notes that are already written on it, uh, most likely... It could be, it, it's more of like, like chicken scratch type of notes, which makes you believe might be the doctor. Uh, and just looking over it, you can see that there are diagrams of the astrolabe, the one that is not the same exact one as the one that's in the lighthouse, but a similar structure. You can see um, notes coming off like uh, rotate clockwise on this one and... Um, make sure to place this one at this many degrees per second. Um, basically just taking notes on how to create one of these astrolabes. Uh, and it is, yeah, it's currently on that, that design. You see those notes and you see scattered papers that all have a different design. Something that it seems like Dr. Hartman had written and drawn herself. Uh, Hypothesis, designs, something. If this is what happens, then maybe this is going to be working as well. Uh, And as you're approaching this desk, you can see that Jack is moving the papers around and looking at everything. Fuck. Fuck. She figured out how to open it, didn't she? Well, I... I would hope not. That would be bad for both of us. Or unless they're... she's getting there. Fuck. We need to burn this. All of it. Now he's speaking my language. Okay, let's go ahead. Yeah, he just begins grabbing all of the papers, and you see him, even with the notebook, he just grabs everything, balls it up into this large ball of paper and throws it into the going fire 
as it burns, he just stares. You're thinking too small, Jackie boy. This entire place needs to be burned. Okay. No, no, no. Hear me out, Jackie boy. Who knows what's hiding, hiding in these walls? It all needs to go. It all could have the, then, the corruption. Then let us at least get some of the things that she was making. You mean the things that killed Riley? I don't, we don't know that it was her. I mean, if she is, uh, eons, her research could be useful for Candela. Exactly. That's what it's I'm hard saying. To say. And if she did do whatever this is, maybe she has a way to reverse it. I, I don't know. Like necromancy? No, not like that. Meaning like whatever happened. I don't know. I guess I'm pulling at straws here. Look, I understand. You think this stuff could be useful? I think it be could, could be used for evil. I don't really like messing around with the uh, paranormal, but here I am. But I think we should burn it. Everything down into ashes. He just turns to Arthur. You're reasonable. There is something here. We can use it. Wait, Bring it back I to Candela for research. I mean, yeah, I think that's probably part of our objective here, but I do think well, we should burn the, the building down as well. Oh, if we don't God. find anything or depending on what we find. All right, fine. We we'll burn the building here. down and we'll see if there's anything that we can use. Great. Perfect. Okay. Do, do you right. need me to be next to you or can I look on my own? Mm. I'm coming with you. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> so, you begin looking around the, the house. Um... Go ahead and do a, I would say this would be a survey roll. Um, go ahead and do a survey roll. And while you do that, let's move over to Raven and Nessa. You are bringing Dr. Hartman, who is like running to catch up to you, uh, towards the lighthouse, it seems, um, back home. And so as she finally catches up, Jack, I mean, he's, it's, I know that it's, it's been a day. I'm sorry for what happened. I, what do you know about it? He's not talking. What do you mean? I'm just he's not talking. Take a big swig from the bottle. <laughs> he's not talking. We haven't been able to get him to say anything. He just kind of looks at, at Jack, or Nessa. He lost somebody that was important to him. Are you okay? Here, just let's... gonna lean against the lighthouse and just kind of slump down sure. and just look down. I'm not gonna look at her. I don't <sighs> need to be insensitive, but we have an investigation that we have to do. And whatever you can tell us will be very helpful.
an investigation for for what? And just so you know, Candela is more of like a Illuminati kind of thing. Like it's it's a thing that's there, but nobody really knows about it except for like. More... I didn't say Candela. Yeah, I didn't right, say right. I was Just letting you know before we go forward. Um, I'm talking so, about the body, so I'm acting sure. like sure. yeah, I'm there's acting also... like we're investigating a murder essentially. Sure. Yeah, there's yeah, the periphery is the police force of like the yeah area. So you could definitely pose as a periphery. That would be one of the easier yeah. ways to do. Just wanted to throw that yeah, out there I'm before we begin. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm kind of not um, I'm saying as little as possible in terms of, sure. you know, no, no introduction, no my name, mm-hmm. none of that kind of stuff. I'm yep. just um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just here, you know, about that. So we have a we have a body and we're just we're trying to find out what we can. So we were led to you and what can you tell us? Go ahead and do a sway roll. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> okay, I have nothing. So I roll a dry, use a drive to roll one. Yeah, you could. Um, if you if you don't have any, you would roll two different die and you would take the lower option. I would do disadvantage. Uh, right. Um, I mean. All right, we'll do that, I guess. Okay, am okay. I able to help at all with the roll? Somehow? Sure. Um, how would you how would you like to help? Would I be able to just like convince her of like devastation, whatever, make it seem like this is traumatic? Sure. Start like how would you how would you show that? Sobbing. Would you start sobbing. Like just start sobbing. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah, that is perfect. The so then you would give you would give a intuition drive to uh to Raven. So then, does that mean or I no, roll? No, sorry, cunning one? drive. Uh, cunning, cunning drive. drive. Okay. Sorry. So um, do I still roll with disadvantage two. or just roll? Are you one? using a drive? Me? Yeah. Um, no, I was gonna roll with disadvantage, but I can't. So then you roll, roll one. It's it's up okay. to you. You can add drives yeah. if you would like. Up to you. Um. Well, what the hell? I have one more. I have one more cunning, so I guess I'll do that. Cool. All right. So then I'm rolling two regular. Five. Five and a two, so. Cool. All right. Um, and it would have been a two, so I'm glad I did it. Because <laughs> that's the diagonal five. So, a mixed success. You, you feel this surge of, like, this magical capability. Like, you're, you're trying to force your presence onto Dr. Hartman make her believe what is going what is happening and as your your sense comes out to try and grab onto her similar to what had happened before when you were checking uh when you were checking the uh the motives of uh jack same thing you are silently forcing her to believe what you're putting out. And as you do that, you take a bleed. But she looks at you and says, fucking periphery. Fine. I, all I know is what everyone else knows. She was found dead. She had 
water in her lungs? I don't know how. That's all I know. Clearly, now, you know more. And why do you say that? Ja the only thing we could get out of Jack was your name. And that's supposed to mean that I know something? Yeah. I don't, I don't we quite took him, We took like, him back to where he works and he got very upset at that location. And it was just here? your name. Looking to the lighthouse. Oh, we're at the lighthouse now. I didn't know yeah, where yes. we were. Well, that's where that's where Anessa is like slumped down next to. <laughs> that's where I've been sobbing. So. Oh, that's where you're sobbing. Yeah, yeah. So what? Just because I have a relationship with him that makes me guilty? I don't like this conversation right now. And honestly, I don't know if you have what's best for Jack in your interest. So I think it might be time for you to move on and continue looking for some evidence elsewhere. And what, you'll take care of Jack? Yes. So when I took that bleed, can mm -hmm. I get more information now with my thing or do I only do that once? It says whenever you take one or more bleed marks, you gain additional information about the phenomenon that harmed you. Interesting. Ask the GM a question. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, why not? What would you like to ask? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I would say that it's something like you get so, this res residual bleed from like her yeah. essence, I would say. Like as you were like pushing yours out to connect with her, you then pulled something back and that was your bleed. So I would say your question could be related to Dr. Hartman. Yeah, and and I don't know if this is too much, but the it's the same thing that happened. So is there a specific tie-in or is it a location tie-in? What do you mean? Like, it was in the same location. Wasn't I here when I got that bleed the last time? Yes. So from... is, the, is the, yeah, am I getting that bleed because of the location or is oh, it specific? Oh, I see, I see. To the, uh, to it's, the, yeah. It's specific to the way that you kind of use your your connection with bleed in general uh using your your essence to check for motives and sway somebody that's where it kind of turns to bleed sometimes so it's not the location it's your actions okay um, so i would say that that's something that you would already know so you can ask me a different question okay yeah, so I guess I'm looking for um, if I'm getting any sense from how it's manifesting, how the bleed is manifesting. Like, is it to do with the water? Is it to do with her, like their location at the lighthouse where this leak, maybe it's leaking and coming in that way? Oh, the bleed from... Yeah, because I'm get um yeah. 
It's the um, bleed that I'm that I'm that I get to ask about, right? Specifically. Right. So you're you're getting bleed from the way that you use like your magic that your innate magic you have. Um specifically no, I'm sorry, from my bad. Uh, so, yeah, I just mean, so so how is it how is the the water and all of that that's happening tied into her and the oh, to bleed Amelia. that I got from her? Yes. Sorry. So then I would say that that you could get a sense from her like thoughts almost from that bleed. Um okay. you can sense You can sense that there's a little bit of panic underneath the anger. Um, she was supposed to receive a shipment, but didn't. And since she didn't, she's afraid of what might have happened. So she does have some sort of a part in it. It seems like that whatever it was, that glass thing was supposed to be given to her but since it wasn't and it was shattered whatever was inside is now gone somewhere else maybe still nearby okay, and that's what I have in the vial as well, right? Is that same little bit of it? The bleed that you have is more of just the remnants of just the contact with whatever was inside of that it's the residue kind of thing okay Okay. Um, so we're still standing right outside the lighthouse, and she's mm-hmm. basically wanting to take Jack. Okay, and go back in. Um, I'm gonna, without hurting Jack, Jack, uh, kind of like knock him over okay. <laughs> a, a little bit. Ugh. I'm just trying to distract it. Yeah, I'm just trying to distract at this point um, okay. so that I, she doesn't go kind of go off. Sure. Yeah. As you as you push him over, he, she just you fucking No, she doesn't people. see me. I'm trying to like, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to make Jack fall, but Even I can't say just Jack nudges fall her down. foot at me. I'll just kind of yeah. like suddenly. Sure. Kinda, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. Because <laughs> she's looking directly at you. I would say for something like that, I probably would have to do like a hide, like a sleight of hand kind of thing, like trying to hide that that signal. Okay. I don't think I have anything in that either. So I will just do a disadvantage. Okay. One of them is cocked and the other one's a five. So hang on. Okay. Five and a four. Oh, make success. Cool. Okay. Um, fuck. How do you, what would you do with this? <laughs> you succeed. Um, she gets I'm just trying out. to delay it is what <laughs> I'm trying to do. Right. Yeah. She definitely like, oh, there we go. Easy. Um, Yeah, fuck it, why not? So, uh, she sees that uh, Jack-Jack falls over and comes up over next to you. You just leave. I will take care of him. You need to just go. And then pushes you and 
unexpectedly, this very uh, slender woman has a lot of strength behind her, and as she pushes you, you come flying back, and you'll take a body mark from just a short tumble, and uh, after that, you... We will go over and move to Alfred, Arthur, and Jack. As you find uh, this book and throw it in the fire, Alfred already getting the preparations for burning this place down. Um, I imagine that Arthur and Jack are looking together to find anything of use. So with that, you were supposed to do a survey roll. Hmm? What were the results of that? I got a five. A five? Cool. Okay. Taking a look at what she has around, um, and even going into the other room to make sure that there's nothing that goes unturned, you find in the other room, it's a smaller, almost lab-type setup where there's metal pieces everywhere, and there's a light that spotlights whatever she's working on on a workbench. You can see that there's there's a glass-blowing type of mechanism. And it is blowing similar type of glass that you had seen with the uh, glass from before. You also see some similar writings on the side of three different cases, uh, containers, vessels. You see that they're corked. And you also see that on the workbench itself, there is this... These two different devices. Um, Each of them look to be a short rod on both ends that seem to be connected to this small... Like, these small wires that are connected to a small box just next to it. Um, They're... Not connected, the two of them, but each have their own box and wand. Uh, Outside of that, you come back outside and see, in in this living room area, the alchemical whatever this is. It's burning under a Bunsen burner. You can see the bubbles coming up. Outside of that, you're not sure what it does, but it's something... And you also have those weird devices in the other room. Uh, because of my time in the in the last war, uh, would I know that these are explosives? Actually, you would see that there is like a almost a schematic just next to it. Um, on on this workbench, there is something that she's like following. Uh, this is a. Uh, it's called, I have the specific name for it. Um, it is called Weapon X2679. Furthermore, one of the other pages that you see on there is speaking of a type of entity that is... Vaporous, and how do you hit slash kill something like that? This seems to be the answer to that question, or at least a 
plausible solution. You also see... So she's trying to blow up the fog. Possibly. You also see these vessels have uh, just underneath them like this, do not open. Um, and there is a paper that is on the f the workbench that talks about how these are supposed to be prototype vessels to also deal and capture and use to transport these types of beings. So it seems like she was going to be getting whatever this is in order to test these two experiments, prototypes. Well, I ain't too smart for that, so I call Jack sure. and relay this. Oh. You know, I, I knew that she was a chemist. So all of the chemicals and burners in the back, I ignored it. But this is, this is something else. Whatever this thing is, grab this. We, we might need it. Okay. So he grabs it and he just kind of like shuffles out the front sure. door and starts like piling it in a safe location. Sure. And then he goes back to burn down the house. Right on. It's about at this point that all of you begin to hear screaming coming from the town. You hear from the center of the town people rushing and through the thick fog, it's very hard to see, but you see blue eyes darting in different directions. You see one person being lifted into the air, their mouth being opened, and this surge of mist being fed into their mouths until they finally fall to the ground. You see whatever this entity is, is now currently on the hunt. So, as you all hear these screams and the ones that are in Dr. Hartman's house, you quickly find that burning the house down is probably not the best option in this in this situation. So, what would you all like to do? Do we see this where we are at the lighthouse? Yes. Uh, you, I, you can feel like this, this oppressive force now. Uh, that was always there, but now it's, like, more present. Uh, you see that a lot of the fog that's currently surrounding has kind of darkened a little bit, as if this thing is connected to the, uh, the continuous fog that always holds over Seasway. Uh, so, you can see this person being lifted into the air and then forced into their mouth this mist. I'm just going to go right to the doctor. What did you do? And you just see her turn around. Come, you come. You need to come with me. Uh, fuck. And then she's going to come over and uh, try to lift Jack 
up onto her shoulders and say, like, you need to come with me. Let's go. Um, and she's going to begin making her way back towards her own house. While that is happening, Alfred, Arthur, and Jack are gathering all of these weapons, hearing this screaming on the outside. What would you all like to do? Is there a gas mask uh, in the house? <laughs> I'm going to roll for it because it could, you know what? No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's a chemist. She's a chemist. She would totally have one. 100%, yes. And you see on the table, there is a gas mask right there. Cool. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, you grab it. Are you, like, putting it on right now, too? I'm not going to put it on just yet, but, sure. but if we're going into battle, yeah. Sure. It's like cool. right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have it. Yeah, cool. No. Okay, so you grab onto the gas mask, and Jack is just looking. Um, I can hold on to one of these things. You can't hold on to all of them. What do you want me to take? You have the three vessels, and you have the two points of the rods that you were only able to get a quick look at how they worked. Which one would you like to take? Um, the rods. The rods. Okay. So you're taking the rods, and you're exiting the, uh, the house where you also see this lifting person in the air and you see that uh, mist is being forced into them. They fall down to the ground choking on the water that has now condensed inside of them. You have weapons at your disposal but no instructions on how to use them. So as you're exiting you see Dr. Amelia and uh, Raven as well as Nessa as Jack rushing towards you as well. And (laughs) as you are running towards each other, you see that Dr. Amelia is like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, Well, you see, uh, you are an eco-terrorist and uh, we're here to stop you. And uh, what the hell is going on? And how do I use these things to stop it? Never mind him. Jack told us to do this. He said this was the fastest way. Okay, oh, okay, uh, how do we fight this thing? Yes. Uh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Um okay. Those two and then she's she's looking at the uh the light the rods that she says those are lightning rods. They connect to each other. You have to be on the opposite ends of whatever this vaporous thing is and if it strikes through, it will create a more dense body for you to use the Vessels, you have to open them when it is ready. You cannot do it before, and I don't know if they're gonna work because they're only a prototype. What the hell? Oh, great. Alfred hands a lightning rod to Arthur. Nice. <laughs> Love it. And goes in, in for a penny. In for a pound. All right. And we run. <laughs> what else do you have uh, in there? Alfred starts running. <laughs> I'll pull the gas mask down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Nice, right on. Yeah. So, you begin rushing into this nothingness expanse of mist. Um, Nessa and Raven, you Raven, you ask what else we have in there. I have some chemicals, but I don't know if it's going to be useful. Um, and then you see Jack holding on to the vessels um, because Arthur and, and Alfred are not able to hold these vessels. They're about... Like a vase's size, um, 
and they have a cork just on top of it, a large cork. She just looks over and you're wasted here. And then she just hands one of them to uh one of them to Raven and then one of them to Ness well, Nessa that Nessa's gonna have you, change have you back straightened to up at this point yet? Yeah, she's gonna change back to oh, herself. Oh, cool. So yeah, yeah. I love this. <laughs> so she she goes to grab like, the uh, the vessels, grabs one, hands it over to Raven, grabs another, looks over to you, and then sees what the fuck? A completely different person. Are you good? Oh yeah, great. F- fuck, alright, here. And then hands <laughs> over the vessel. I told you it's been a day. <laughs> You don't even understand. She grabs onto the uh, the last vessel that currently Jack is holding, um, and she is going to say, follow them, I guess. Uh, and so you all rush into this battle atmosphere. Um, I would say go ahead and one of the, uh, either Alfred or Arthur, go ahead and do a sense roll to see if you can feel where this monster might be. Is this where mm. I would also take out my ghost blade? Sure, you could totally do that. Oh, I forgot you have me. So while we're all running, I'm mm-hmm. just gonna, you just, you just see me, cause I have to use, I have to take a, uh, a body mark. Okay. So I just. You cut into your yeah. hand. And just then, comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just slice up. Right on. Uh, what does your what does your blade look like? I know it's an ancient blade that we were talking about, but does it like have any sparks on it? What do you, what do you imagine when you pull it out? Yeah, so it's um, black, like onyx black. Like um, it. Yeah, it has etchings going all the way up it, but it's just clean, solid onyx black nice. all the way through. Um, kind of like a so it has a, the regular blade and then it'll go um just kind of straight out and then angle back in again so cool. it's almost an exact it's almost like a, a duplicate one on each side sure except there's just a slight difference on the handle on the handle cool. edge as you as you pull it out this like purple spark comes off of it showing that you're able to use this on Things that are uh, vaporous and ethereal. You rush in there with the vessel in your other arm. Um, so yes, central between Arthur and Alfred. I don't know who wants to lead that. I've got nothing. Or anybody sense, really? So if you have anything at Neither all, anyone, I, so. I guess, because uh, you're all rushing in there. So if anybody has I a sense that they would like to do it. Yeah, I can do okay. it. I uh, I have two incense, and I will. Um, I will also use a drive, and one of those is gilded, so. Okay, cool. So that's what, that's three, right? Yeah. And one is gilded. Uh, five. Five, okay. Actually, is three and five the same number? Uh, five is, five is a mixed success, three is a failure. Okay, never mind then. I thought one and two was failure. I was going to take the gilded. So with your, the nature of your uh, powers, you're able to, again, put your sense out and try to use almost like a radar looking for some sort of source of bleed. And then you spot something. 
it's right behind you. Just spin as you and as you spin around. You feel like that it picking your body up, and you begin to feel mist entering into your mouth. You are going to take. I would say bleed from this. I'm out. And, and but you're out. Oh shit! Well, that's, that's three bleed, right? So that that right. You take or four. Or do I have? Or am I out when it goes all the way over? When it so do it's, I have to it's, lose every. If it's I have three, three bleed, you're good. Two body and one brain. If it if it becomes over oh, like four, then no, you're it's out. just the three. So okay, then you're fine. You're still good. Okay. You take a bleed and a body from just this. Okay. So you begin <laughs> getting lifted up. You feel it. It's even though it's vaporous, it's still very powerful, and it's crushing into you as you feel just from its its hands stinging bleed into your body. All of you are able to see this as you begin to see Raven lifting up into the air, and you see the glowing eyes of whatever this thing is right behind her. What would you all like to do? Um, well, Alfred's going to continue running with his lightning rod <laughs> to create that, that line. Sure. So when it strikes, it goes straight through the vaporous creature. Okay. Um, I would say for something like that, go ahead and do a control roll. And then, uh, um, yeah, go ahead. I will do two drives on that. And then we got a four and a three, so we'll do a four. Okay, so that is a mixed success. Um, just from using this thing, it is completely filled with bleed. Uh, it is a battery, but it's, it's also using magic with this technology to create a powerful weapon against something of other nature from here. So as you turn it on, you feel this bleed surging into your hand as well, but you're able to hold fast and throw this rod forward. You're going to take a bleed um, just from using mm -hmm. it, and then I want Arthur to use a, or do a control roll as well. It's like a uh, like a team up right here. Alright, I'm going to roll, use a drive uh, which gets me up to two oh, Jesus, say <laughs> punch my mic. <laughs> uh... I'm gonna use a resistance. Okay. To re-roll one sure. of these. So uh, yeah, go ahead. It lets me re-roll just one die, right? So what is your what is your control? I have a one in control. So it's one dice. Okay. And so, then you have to take right. that result. Alright. Nope. <laughs> no! I rolled no! I rolled a one and a three, and okay. then I rolled a two. Oh no. Okay, so you're you're trying to get this fucking thing on, but it's not working until finally it you hold on to it in this manner to, just to make sure to lift this switch on, and as you do, it sends this lightning through your body. You take two bleed from that, and it is not connecting just yet with the uh, the rod that Alfred has. So, as it surges on Nessa, what would you like to do? I've got the vessel, so I just have to wait for whatever this okay. supposed right moment is. Okay. I have a question. Yes. Because I totally forgot all about resistance. So when can I use that? 
you can use it when you uh, whenever you want. If you don't like the results of the roll that you got, you could you could okay. use it. But if you use okay. drive, you don't get it on the result uh, the resistance roll. You only get however many dice you have. Okay, gotcha. And All you right. can only Just use so it on things where you have three max or every three max things you have in a, a section. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Max drives. Mm-hmm your max drive so if you have like like i have three max drives in nerve so i can only use one resistance in nerve right oh gotcha they're gotcha. also they're okay. also bolded um they're not like filled yeah. in but they're bolded. yeah I got that. yeah cool yeah i got that okay. and the Thank resistance you. has to be in the the specific uh ability that in you're the area using of the role. yeah like intuition yeah. cunning or nerve it has to be in one of those three if you want to use specifically gotcha. that resistance yeah okay cool okay and then I have one more question because okay. we can have three different items. I have something called ward soak one bleed. Does that help me? Oh yeah, you can use that. Yeah. Anyway? So then, at, sure. So you took the body mark from just uh, that that lifting you mm-hmm. up, but the bleed that went through you pulsed out your presence to make sure that that bleed did not enter you, and so you do not have that bleed mark. You take that one away. Um, oh nice. Cool. Uh, okay, so okay, cool. Nessa is currently waiting to make sure, and you're just gonna release it right when uh, the the right moment happens. Um, Do I so have then, move to any room to turn and stab? Yes. With my so blade? it is your it is your turn. Uh, what would you like to do then? Turn and stab, I guess. Um, okay, so you're gonna because it's behind you, me still, right? Right. It or lifted it just, you up. Can I just do this? Yeah, you could do that. I don't even for look. Sure. I'm just gonna go back because I'm go freaking ahead and out. Do a uh that would be a strike roll great so i have one and i don't have anything i can use in there so i'm just flailing six hell yeah let's go okay cool so you take the ghost blade and you stab into the face of this thing it releases you you're on the ground you kind of hurt your ankle a little bit, but you're you're fine for now. You're able to get away from this thing. At that time, Arthur, go ahead and do a control roll one more time. You got this. Cool. Uh, I'm completely out of drive for this, so oh, I have no! one die. <laughs> it's a three. No! Oh my god. Okay. Alright. He just tosses it away. <laughs> you know what? Dr. Amelia sees that you're having some issues. So she's going to come over and she's going to aid you in that sense. So go ahead and roll one more. Um, she's going to give the like help action or whatever that is. Did you fail again? No, oh, I got okay. a six. Oh my God. I was like, are you serious? Okay. So you got a six. Awesome. It comes. Uh, she. God damn it. No, this always happens. And then she is able to fix the wiring to the battery. She takes a bleed from that on her own, but just from that it connects and then it's coming out of this rod and you see that it's almost like this pulse of energy that you weren't expecting as you're getting pushed back alfred you're holding your rod towards uh towards arthur making sure to make that connection and it goes directly through this mist monster you see it beginning to condense into this figure that you didn't see before you see the figure of this like really long arm like black figure with just white eyes and 
these pointed uh, ears and sharp teeth that is within the mist. The figure underneath the outward showing figure. Um, But as you pulse through it, it comes into this more condensed version of itself. And then Nessa, you release this thing. I would say go ahead and do a, um, how would we do this? I would say control as well. As you're as you're trying to open it towards this thing, I have one. Or you could do a f- focus, I guess. Either one. Doesn't matter. I still only have one. Am I able to assist in any way? How would you like to assist? You're throwing this thing. Is that what's happening? It opens up to where it like brings. It's like Ghostbusters, where you open it and then it comes inside of it. It's like a containment vial. Okay. Um, can I just start, like, chanting from, like, this club scene that we were at? So, you know, just, I'm just trying to help her focus, like, we're doing... Focus or uh, yeah, moral support, it, that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure. just, you know, yeah, okay. just start doing the... Cool, yeah. you hear, you hear the, the words of Raven in the chaos that's ensuing, and you take a deep breath, steal yourself, and aim and fire. So you take, you get, you got a six, let's fucking go. All right, cool. So as you open this, uh, this vessel, this like black hole type, uh, like vortex begins sucking in whatever it can. Mist from all over, it begins coming into this vessel, but you begin to see this, this figure in the middle of this arc of energy is slowly beginning to move towards you. You can see its its figure beginning to elongate, like something getting pulled into a black hole that just makes you spaghetti, basically. It pulls in from the bottom until finally you hear this as it gets sucked into the vessel, and then you cap it with your cork. Let the bodies hit the floor. And just hope that there's nothing else. And after a few moments, it finally goes away. This, this adrenaline rush. And the mist becomes lighter. It's a lot easier to see around. You can see the people that, from now the chaos that has subsided, are coming out of their homes, making sure, is everything okay? But you have this mist creature inside of this vessel. Dr. Amelia Hartman is with you as well, and Jack is just fucking <laughs> out of it. He just collapsed on the ground. Jack's, Jack's had a day. So, what would you like to do as the the battles ends, and you are all in this central part of Seasway? How far away are we from each other? Are we all like I imagine close? very close. Yeah, like within like 20 feet of each other. And are we seeing the fog roll back too? Yeah, you can see like what was what was like this really dense and almost like you couldn't see 15 feet ahead of you. Now it's it's still there but you're able to see through it for like a hundred feet. As you're all just kind of 
standing there. You see uh, Jack comes up to uh, Dr. Hartman and just says, I trusted you. I trusted you and you manipulated me. And now, now you are going to be with Candela Obscura. We are going to make sure that we know exactly what you gave to eons. And you're going to help us find all of the hideouts that you talked to. And you can see like this very scared Dr. Hartman, this realization that, oh shit, this person knows who I am now. So you gather your things. You bring this vessel back to your chapter house. You collect Dr. Hartman, bringing her with you. You have burned all of the information that she might have held on to. Hopefully there wasn't copies. But you return mostly unscathed. A few marks, but nothing too bad, nothing permanent. And you have successfully saved Seasway from the monster in the mist. Nice job, guys. That is it. Thanks, Jack. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was great. That was so much fun. Awesome. That was awesome. Cool. All right. Well, uh, normally we would, at the end, you would, you know, fuck it. Why not? Uh, Let's let's do do it. it. Let's pretend. Uh, Let's do it. This is, this, we're all learning stuff. Yeah. All right. There are questions that you ask at the end of each assignment um, to level up. So, or further your illumination tracker. So, the three that I ask is, did you contain or destroy a source of bleed? Yes. Yeah. Did you provide comfort or support for those affected? Yes, you Mm -hmm. definitely did. Did you bring something of importance back for Candela Obscura to study? Yes, yes, and yes. So, now... Did everyone fulfill an illumination key during your session? So the illumination keys are those three things at the very bottom of your character sheet. Did you all do something from those three things? I did. I did. Nice. Yeah, I think I did. I collected oddities and I acted bizarre. I did something Fantastic. illegal. Right on. I ran into Breaking into somebody's house. Let's history. go. <laughs> Love it. Okay, I so then. I pretended to be another person. <laughs> That's right on. on. That's on your list. Perfect. <laughs> that is trick, so, so easy for you. I love it. So uh, you then would earn another two, or no, sorry, another four if you all have done it. So that means that in this session, you had earned seven illumination points that you would then put on that tracker and be aware of those uh, main ones. I think, I can't remember if it's full that you level up, or if it's those points, milestones, right? So it's those different points that are on the illumination tracker that means that you level up. So uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you guys hit a milestone. Look at so you would then nice. level up. Cool, right on. Um, and then we would go over Candela Obscure resources that you could use to get rid of marks and stuff like that. But that will be for <laughs> another cool. day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Thank you all for being on here. That was so much fun. Thank you. Um, yeah. Super cool. Yeah, thank I, you for doing all the hard work. We just got oh, to show up and 
act ridiculous. Great. It is totally my pleasure. I love doing this kind of stuff. But I do want to give you all a chance to promote anything that you guys have if you want to let anybody know what you do and where they can find you and stuff like that. We'll start again with uh, Zippy. I am currently doing nothing on the internet, uh, but I, I appreciate being brought on. Cool. Right on. Uh, and then um, Shannon. Um, so I am not doing anything other than this awesome show um, in terms of D&D and RPG stuff or whatever, but I run a uh, network, wellness network called Bring Joy Forward, where we do um, um, mind, body, and spirit, all kinds of good stuff. And uh, yeah, so we just started that this year because we all need a little bit of joy. So everything's all about bringing joy forward. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, And then Amanda. Um, you can look at my crochet things on Ooh. Instagram at Stitchy Witchy Bitch, or if you want to listen to me ramble far more than any person should, same username <laughs> on threads. Love it. It's great stuff. It is. Um, and then Conlin. Yeah, uh, you can find me weekly on uh, Tales of Initiative, playing Wednesdays, uh, Sunset of Urbangalia, um, and online at lich.dad. I've got a bunch of free games on itch if anybody's interested uh, in playing some free TTRPGs. And I believe, yeah, we do have a, cool. There is a direct link to the lich.dad. Love it (laughs) so much. It's so good. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, well, thank you all again for being here. I really appreciate it and I had a lot of fun. this was my first session of Candela Obscura, and I, I think it went pretty well. Yeah. It went great. So, you crushed it. Yes. Thank it was you. great. It was a lot of you, fun. You all did so great. It was awesome just fumbling the, our way through this awesome story. <laughs> um, well, great. Thank you so much for joining us to the viewers as well. Um, if you had fun, consider following. If you had a lot of fun, consider subscribing. Um, you can do whatever you want. Uh, and give us a like on YouTube for the recording and stuff like that. But yes, thank you all for joining us. We will see you all later. Uh, And here on TXP Monday, we'll have Ravenloft Misfits level 21 shot. So you should totally join. We're going to be facing Vecna. It's going to be great. Cool. So yeah, Monday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. See you there. Thank you for joining us. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 See ya.